T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation, as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com Sports Station, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Yes, the Bears play today at noon. Yes, the Fields of Dreams getting the most attention is preparing for his second NFL preseason game. But yes, we also have plenty of baseball to hold your interest for two hours until 11 o'clock. A White Sox team making history and a Cubs team trying to avoid it. Good morning, Chicago. Welcome inside the clubhouse here at Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 The Score. I am David Haw with Bruce Levine. We are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios until 11 o'clock, talking baseball. Hello, Bruce. Good morning, David. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting uh, time of the season as uh, uh, certainly summer is turning toward fall and a uh, conclusion to the baseball season. Probably cannot come fast enough for Cub fans, or for White Sox fans. Probably the same feeling, only for uh, a different message that's going their way, and that is that uh, they are uh, anticipating being in the playoffs uh, this early in the year, David. Maybe for the first time, even in 2005, where they they flittered, flittered away. Uh, a 15-game lead down to one and a half. There wasn't that comfortability. I cannot remember, David, the last time a Chicago White Sox team honestly was so comfortable talking about in August the fact that they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, and I can't remember how uh, a time, Bruce, when it was this early in the season you started to project what the playoffs were going to look like and why games like Friday night matter to the degree that they might in terms of determining home field advantage in October. And that is where we kind of kick off today. Yeah, the Cubs are playing again at Wrigley Field. Yes, they're trying to avoid history and become you know, a, a losing streak. If they lose today, uh, they would match the 1994 team with the most home losses in a row at 12. They want to avoid that. But the biggest story in town, Tim Anderson does it again, Bruce. Big night last night in Tampa. The White Sox come back to beat the Rays 7-5 in 11 innings. One of those victories, and there's a handful of them this season for the White Sox, one of those victories that reinforces this idea that there's something special going on on the south side. Well, uh, Tim Anderson has had two of those moments in eight days. Uh, certainly uh, Friday uh, against the Yankees last week at the Field of Dreams game. And uh, certainly last night, uh, getting the team back tied in the ninth inning with a dramatic home run and then scoring a run in the uh, 11th inning to, uh, uh, to help win that game. Uh, those are electric moments. By the way, uh, Jason Benetti on, on the uh, NBC uh, TV uh, Sox broadcast mentioned that this is the first time the White Sox have played more than 10 innings since 2019, believe it or not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just a, a kind of odd. But I, I guess, the, in a sense, the, uh, the new rule with a man on second base is working, uh, if you want to call it that. Uh, it's, it's, it's doing its function of getting the games to be shorter. But 
uh, besides the digression here, the, the, the idea is, is that um, these are seminal moments uh, for the White Sox and for Tim Anderson, who will not be the American League rookie, uh, I'm sorry, American League uh, MVP, but should be getting a lot of votes for it in uh, 2021 because of what he does uh, electricity-wise for the White Sox, both on offense and defense, and and more importantly, in that dugout and the clubhouse. Yeah, and he did it all last night, Bruce. I mean, he had three hits, four runs, two runs batted in, and certainly the big home run in the ninth inning, 3-2 pitch that he deposited uh, over the fence and, and gave the Sox life. He also gave the Sox life with that slide, avoiding the tag, and that was the catalyst and everything else that followed. And, and Tim Anderson you know, just is one of those players having one of those seasons. And when he said the moment is never too big, it just – that was the perfect way to put it. And he is the perfect leader for this team. Is full of all energy and enthusiasm, and they have a swagger, and it's because of him. There was a lot of things that we will discuss about last night's victory. There was Tony La Russa, you know, doing – removing Craig Kimbrell in a way that he later apologized for. There was a lot going on, Bruce – but nothing bigger than Tim Anderson coming through in the clutch in a way that we have become used to seeing from him because this is who he is. 312-644-6767 is your number to get in with David and myself on Inside the Clubhouse until 11 o'clock. Uh, we will also have a White Sox guest, a Cub guest. Uh, we will try to fulfill all of your needs, uh, both Cubs and Sox-wise and MLB-wise. Uh, we will talk to... Uh, Colin Faulkner, the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for the Chicago Cubs about the event that was had at Wrigley Field to rededicate the ballpark and a new Hall of Fame uh, that you can actually walk through at Wrigley Field uh, to mention some positive moments for the Chicago Cubs as well. And let's go down to Tampa, Bruce. Last night, let's take our listeners back to postgame because it was somewhat late. It was a Friday night. And we do want to hear how the Sox put this one in perspective because it started with Tim Anderson, who, as I said, when you score four runs and you have three hits and you have two of the biggest runs batted in that you'll have in a season, and you you wonder what he thinks about this. This is becoming old hat. And yet, I don't know if he's very much surprised, but this is what Tim Anderson had to say about the Sox 7-5 victory over the Rays in 11 innings. You know, just go out and just... You know, just continue to, you know, try to be, uh, you know, a huge impact in the game. And the biggest goal is to try to get a win. So, uh, no matter how, how you get it, you know, so I come to the ballpark every day, you know, ready to, you know, ready to play and, you know, ready to, you know, ready to scrap and try to get a win. And, uh, you know, how uh, you see it tonight from, you know, from the, from the beginning all the way to the end. Quite a game, Bruce. Quite a, quite a moment for Tim Anderson and, and helped overcome some, some decisions made by Tony La Russa. It's baseball. It invites the second guessing that we, we enjoy and love. But there were some moments in there that made you think, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> what's, Tony, what's Tony doing? Is he really going to he, he really put the running uh, – is he going to walk Nelson Cruz? Is, is this the right move? <laughs> right. <He's, laughs> Had a few he, of those he, moments. He, yeah, he put the, the winning run at the second base by walking Nelson Cruz with men on first and second. Okay? So, you, so many times you see – uh, the four fingers go up uh, when you see men on second and third and you have a big hitter up. In this case, it was Nelson Cruz with men on first and second that Tony La Russa didn't want to pitch to. I'm in agreement with that. Uh, Nelson Cruz has, uh, he has destroyed the White Sox way too many times. And there's an old adage, uh, David, in baseball, and I think it's, it's, it rang true last night. Before a series or before a big game, manager circles uh, a, a hitter in a lineup and says, whatever we do, we're not going to let this guy beat us in a big moment, okay? That was the situation for Tony La Russa last night when he saw Nelson Cruz coming up after some things that didn't work out, including taking Kimbrell out, uh, bringing Bummer in, uh, some unfortunate circumstances that led to uh, this happening, and uh, the fact that uh, the White Sox blew uh, uh, a, a lead and uh, were, were down a run uh, going into the ninth inning. So all those things washed away with the uh, 
the beauty of Tim Anderson and and the magic of him. But uh, in reality, here uh, there there's a lot of uh, things that after a win, David, after a win, would keep Tony Larusa up at night last night. You walk Cruz, runners on first and second, two out in the eighth. You load the bases. Austin Meadows makes you pay for that. You get, it's lefty versus lefty, but he's a very good hitter. And Bummer, you know, I, I guess you like him in that situation. That's a good point, Bruce. I, I guess let's go back a step further in terms of taking Kimbrough out of the game. Craig Kimbrough had not pitched in, in three days. He had left the team um, because of the loss of his grandfather. He had a, a bereavement leave. And so he comes back, and he's a little wild. And, and I think you understand that. The, this is the Craig Kimbrough that I think you, we have seen before with the Cubs and I guess throughout the latter stage of his career. But he got in trouble. He wasn't given the chance to get out of it this time. What was your thought at the time, Bruce? And it was such a uh, – I don't want to – it stood out so much that Tony La Russa, even after the victory – was was talking about how it was difficult for him not to enjoy this because of what he did with Craig Kimbrell. Well, let's take a big picture approach to the to the uh, small moment here. It, it was a big moment yesterday, but in the scheme of things, a smaller moment. The big picture is you've acquired Craig Kimbrell, uh, one of the one of the if not the dominant closer in baseball in 2021, to be your setup man. That's a fact. That's a hard fact. And accepting that role verbally was done by Kimbrell. Sure, I'm going to a team that has a chance to win. Sure, they already have a closer who's already uh, getting the job done most of the time. Um, I'm happy to be here. But when he looks in the mirror, he still sees Craig Kimbrell, the closer. Okay, Craig Kimbrell, Kimbrell, the man at the end of the game walking off with a team in victory. And when you go into the setup role, you can say all you want, but you are no longer the man. You are another man. And he had to face that reality. Last night, he came in and he didn't have his command. He walked people. He was outside of the zone. Uh, La Russa started to realize all these things that he talked about uh, post-game where he had been away, he was emotionally disturbed by the loss of his grandfather, and then Larusa lets him strike somebody out and then takes him out of the game, saying, "I don't think," and this is what Larusa said. And we'll we'll get to that tape. The the image was planted saying, "You struck this guy out, but I don't think you can get the next guy out." Does that and hurt that him is, later, that, Bruce? I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's man. That was doing... the message that Kimbrell heard. Well, I, I guess if that is, if you're looking at Craig Kimbrell as as just your setup guy, I get it. That loss of, it, it's a tough one, though, because yeah. I think Craig Kimbrell, did you think he was as surprised as everybody watching that he was coming out and not given a chance to finish the inning? Let's let's alert our, our good friend Brandon about uh, pulling up some sound from Tony Larusa talking about the Kimbrel situation because I think it's apropos here, David. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you make those moves blocked, but in this case, when it's Craig Kimbrel, future Hall of Famer, it was a, it was not the move that you know he earned that that that, uh, that challenge, and I took it away, but. I, I took it away because the whole the whole time sent him out there. Explain one more time. You know, you do this. I knew he had, had three days rest and pitched the game. And this is a you know a two run lead. I'm thinking, man, this is not. I hope if it starts good, then when he walks the first guy in the inning, he goes, oh man, this is. So I was thinking unfair to him. That's why I did it. But I think what's worse than being unfair is not showing confidence. Uh, I'd be hard pressed to, to think about uh, winning a great game and enjoying a lesson I do right now. So that's about it. That's about it, Bruce. And that's Tony LaRussa basically voicing what a lot of, I think, people watching were thinking and feeling. And rarely do you hear a manager, you know, be that honest. And I give him credit for being that accountable because he, he's always that honest. This year. No, I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, but. but but David, well, complete your thought because I'll, I'll jump in afterwards. Well, I think that 
it's an acknowledgement that these guys are more than just, you know, right arms who can, you know, hit high 90s and, and come in because Craig Kimbrell, even as accomplished as he is, his psyche, his confidence are things that Tony Larusa also has to manage and manipulate and worry about moving forward into September, into October. It's a great point, David, and, and that's the bigger picture here, isn't it? Yeah. They won that game. LaRusso will do everything he can, and he did it on purpose in the media. He brought this up in the postgame. I'm on there with uh, the other reporters that cover the White Sox, and, and LaRusso brought this up without being questioned about it because it was bothering him. He knew uh, as a tactician that this was a problem for him. Uh, but let's not lose, fact, lose track of the fact, David, that at that time in that moment, he didn't think that Craig Kimbrell could get out of that situation. He felt that Bummer was the right guy to do it and not Kimbrell. Now, that's not saying he doesn't trust Kimbrell, but in this moment, the message that Kimbrell got was, I just struck out a guy, I'm straightened out, and you're taking me out of the game. And there, was, there were words exchanged by Kimbrell to Larusa as he left the mound. Those, those words were probably... You just made a big mistake here, okay? Because he's walking off. Larusa turns and has a couple words himself, but he realizes as the game is progressing from that point, and um, the White Sox have this great comeback win, that he certainly has a situation for the future that he has to deal with, and that is not losing Kimbrel, not allowing Kimbrel's confidence to wane, and not having a built-in excuse when he doesn't do well, that uh, he is a setup man, the team has lost confidence in him, and that uh, this is a role that he is not used to. These are basically baseball first world problems. These are these are problems and, and things you debate when you have a team as comfortably ahead in the division as you do the White Sox. But the fun of it, and you got to always look ahead. In that vein, Bruce, in that vein, Let's go back a step further. Those are great points about Kimbrell and, and the insight about what Tony wanted to say post-game. Let's go back, though, Lucas Giolito. Lucas Giolito went seven innings. He threw 90 pitches, gave up two runs, left with the lead. This is somebody that I wondered just naturally, I think because we second-guess and wonder all these things when we're watching the Sox as closely as we do. Could he have gone out in the eighth? Do you want If this were a playoff game, would he have gone back to the mound? And – is, would that have been the best way to avoid what happened in the eighth inning is sticking with your starter one more inning? That's not how it's set up. And it's a great point. You know, he was dealing, uh, but I think he emptied the tank there in the seventh inning. Uh, he was throwing as harder, harder as he had all game uh, using the 94 up to 95 mile an hour fastball after throwing a beautiful game and using his changeup and his slider as out pitches and the slider was a significant change from the fastball change that we saw a lot this year uh he was dealing i mean this was as good as as lucas giolito gets so it's a very fair question on your part however when you go get a, a kimbrel and right. you have bummer and you have uh hendrix it's set up for every manager if if giolito gives it up in the uh, eighth inning why didn't you bring in Kimbrel? You got you got two great set of men and a closer. So you know, right. as a manager, uh, you know, I text with Ozzy Guillen after the, after the game and after his uh, during and after his post game show on NBC NBC Sports Chicago, mm-hmm. and I said, "Aren't you glad you are no longer the manager of the Chicago White Sox or any team?" And he said, "Bro, I, I wanted to manage for a long time, but on nights like this." I'm happy I, I'm not because I'm going to go to sleep and sleep like a baby. And, we, you know, Tony La Russa, after a win, is not going to sleep all that well. Well, that's true. And you're exactly right, Bruce. And yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that and you called me out because this is what everybody does. This is exactly what the White Sox signed up for. This is the way they structured their bullpen is your starters go six or seven. You turn it over to the best bullpen in baseball and you sleep like a baby. But you got to ask the questions and you got to wonder these things because the Sox are as good as they are and, and good for Lucas Giolito, the consummate pro who did rise to the occasion last night and afterward kind of put everything in perspective like the guy that we have become used to hearing. 
I continues to show like, um, you know, we're, we're very, very talented. Um, we're deep, you know, we, we keep going to the well of our bullpen. Um, and we never, ever quit no matter what, um, you know, we were in the lead, lose the lead to the point where we're losing the game with, you know, very minimal outs left and then tie it up and win an extras, uh, just shows our resilience, uh, you know, even the games that we've lost over the last couple of weeks, like we're always in them. And so, you know, this is just another one where we stayed in it. We stayed confident and we were able to take the W. Great stuff from Giolito. And he's right. You know, the White Sox are becoming used to winning games like this. They have won their share. And Bruce, I think this week, big picture, you take another step back. We entered it wondering how they would do against good teams. And that was the narrative being established. They take three out of four from the A's. They win the first of this road series against the Rays. And, boy, I think not as many people are wondering uh, that as might have been last, last week at this time. Well, you know, again, you have the, the luxury of a double-digit um, uh, lead over Cleveland. You're, you're clearly uh, going to be the first team to uh, enter the playoffs sometime in mid-September. Uh, but that said the charge for Tony La Russa and his coaching staff is to keep this team playing at championship level, not losing the edge, uh, you know, kind of, you know, the analogy of, you know, riding a horse again, you know, uh, to the finish line, you know, how do you do that when you have a huge lead, you know, with a halfway pole or, or the three quarter pole, uh, you know, do, do you, uh, do you get everything out of the horse that you want? Is he ready uh, to finish this race? And that is, that, that, that may be more difficult for Tony La Russa in this group than anything else because you have, as you mentioned, David, this bullpen uh, of uh, riches that uh, you have to use properly and you have to hope that it, it works you know, going down the line. We saw uh, points last week where both, uh, both Kimbrell and um, uh, uh, both Kimbrell and Hendricks were having difficulty um, getting outs and, and um, you know, looking bad, then they come back and, and blow people away. So the, the, there are a lot of luxuries of uh, duplications that the, the White Sox have in that bullpen. And the beautiful thing for La Russa and White Sox fans is you have the two of the freshest superstars in the game and Robert and Jimenez uh, that will help carry you the rest of the way. And they certainly look up to the task uh, watching uh, watching. Uh, you know, uh, Robert, this week, uh, you start to think again about, is he one of the top two or three players in the game of baseball with all that he can do? Uh, watching him uh, hit for power at times, but also taking hits to right field and playing uh, as good a center field as there is in baseball. Uh, these are things that the White Sox were able to overcome, get a big lead, and now you have those two weapons. He is Bruce Levine. I am David Haw. Let us know what you think. 312-644-6767. While the White Sox look like a team ready to make history, the Cubs take the field today trying to avoid it. We will look at that next inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And now the 0-2 from the right-hander. Swing and a miss, and this ball game is over. Kansas City wins game number one. Six to two, the final. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score. Thank you, Pat Hughes and WSCR for providing that highlight or low light from Friday afternoon. The Cubs, six two losers to the Royals. Bruce, it was the eleventh straight loss at Wrigley Field. If the Cubs lose to the Royals today at Clark and Addison, Keegan Thompson on the mound for the Cubs. If they lose their twelfth straight home game. This will tie the 1994 Cubs for the longest home losing streak in team history. This is not the kind of history you want to make. This is not the kind of mark you want to leave. This is all, maybe. I mean, the Cubs knew they were going to be bad, Bruce, when they traded everybody away. But this bad? Really? 
Ouch. Well, uh, David, uh, the thing you can hold on to, I believe, if you're a Cub fan, is um, uh, contrary to the team that lost uh, 103 games in uh, 2013, uh, this can be very temporary for the rest of the year. Uh, There seems to be little faith out there that this is temporary. A lot of people are thinking we're going back to the dark ages of Cub baseball, and this is going to be uh, a continuation of losing from this point on. Uh, I don't think that the Ricketts family, I don't think that Jed Hoyer, I don't think the people at Clark and Addison that work there expect this to be anything but a glitch on, on the uh, in the uh, 2021 season and that there will be better play and better players uh, to uh, go out there and try to win in 2022. Now, identifying that for people, uh, not sounding like a houseman, uh, not sign, sounding like uh, somebody that's uh, preaching pie in the sky, that's not easy for me or anyone else right now because the fact is you cannot identify those players. They are right. not in your view. No. Uh, they can be they can be free agents. They can be parts of trades that you make. They can be a part of the revenue streams uh, that the Cubs have to go out there and uh, replenish this uh, team with people next year. But we do not know those names. We do not know because of the CBA and uh, ending December 1st when teams will start adding to their 2022 teams uh, because of new rules that might be in place. We do not know these dates. So therefore, all we're left with are these frustrating comments from people like myself saying it can be better quicker than it was in prior situations where the team was losing badly. Uh, That is, if I'm listening on the other end, I'm going, you know, well, where is the proof of your comments? And all I can tell you is that the plan is to spend money to go after better players and not to be in a total rebuild. That is the plan. Right, David. But, you know, what you see every day right now doesn't give you that indication. Well, Bruce, the other part of it is that as temporary as this might be, the the thing that bothers people, I think, to some degree is how intentional it was and is. This is not this is not a fluke that they have lost, you know, that, that they haven't won a game at Wrigley Field since July 26th when Javi Baez walked off Amir Garrett. This isn't like. Oh, by accidentally, the Cubs have stumbled into this futility. This is by design. This was by design. The architects planned for the bottom to fall out, okay? That's what bothers people because this is as intentional of a losing stretch and period as we've ever seen in Chicago sports. And I don't know if that sounds like hyperbole to you, but I think it's reality. Give me another example when a franchise has orchestrated losing and executed it as well as the Cubs are this month. Uh, the New York Yankees in 2016 uh, traded away uh, their top bullpen guy and Andrew Miller to the Indians and uh, their uh, top closer on top of that, uh, Roldos Chaplin, Chapman to the Chicago Cubs and uh, quickly responded with uh, some nice additions, including okay. adding Chapman back for five years. So there's your most, most recent example. And uh, on top of that, the Cubs farm system went from 26th to 10th in, ranking, in rankings because of the trades that they made at the trade deadline. So if you believe in that and you believe in the better talent that they have coming in their farm system and what they added onto, then you can see a little bit of sh- a sunshine peeking through your very dark and cloudy and rainy day. <laughs> it's, it's not dark and cloudy. I'm just saying, Bruce, this reminds me of the white it, flag it is, trade it, only it, in, in, more it so. It is dark and cloudy. I mean, you, you can't go to Wrigley Field, sit among 31,000, and not feel bad for yourself right now if you're a Cub fan. You, you can't no. do it. And, and, it's, and it's, it's accentuated by the great success that this organization has had over the last six years, Okay. It's accentuated. So all of that, you know, goes into the, you know, dark, cloudy, rainy day that I uh, portrayed for you there, David. Well, Bruce, there are a lot of professionals out there for the Cubs playing with a lot of pride and actually 
standing out, and one of them is Frank Schwindel, and we will talk to him when we come back. Inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. A 3-2. Schwindel hits one in the air. Deep left field. This is long gone. The Cubs are on the board. Frank Schwindel tying the game up with a solo home run to left. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. I'm David Hall with Bruce Levine. That was Zach Zabin with the highlight from Friday's game. Frank Schwindel, one of the, I guess, bright spots in a, in a dark month for the Chicago Cubs. He has come through, Bruce, in a big way, and he is in 18 games, hit four home runs, 15 runs batted in, and hitting a robust 365. Been impressive, hasn't he? He really has, and you know, you talk about the trades of those uh, top players that everybody had gotten accustomed to watching uh, help win every day. This is a this is a nice uh, nice piece of uh, what the Chicago Cubs have gotten back, and uh, the ability to uh, go out there and uh, take advantage of a, a really good situation. Frank Schwindel. We expect to talk to Frank in just a few seconds here. And we will go uh, but, out to the score guest line brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And that's where we find Cubs first baseman Frank Schwindel. Good morning, Frank. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. How about yourself? Doing well. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the city. I guess that obviously you'd like to experience a lot more winning, but a, a player in your circumstance claimed by the Cubs July 18th and starting over and, and trying to make a new impression. Individually, you've had a terrific month, Frank. You know that. How do you balance the team's struggles with your own success? Uh, you know, obviously, the team knows the situation we're in right now, obviously, being, uh, you know, losing a bunch of key players and stuff like that. So, you know, we're not really down on the losing part right now. We're just trying to, you know, play together and kind of find ourselves as a new group. But, on the other end of that, I've been having a lot of fun and, you know, going out there and playing as hard as I can every day and, you know, having some success. So I've, re- I've really had no complaints. Frank, take us back to 2020 because that was a big void for a lot of really good professional baseball players. And what 2020 was like for you, uh, having been used to playing uh, baseball every year for your entire life, and then ending up in some area where you weren't able to play every day. Talk a little bit about that. That that was tough, but I think we made the most of it. We were out in uh, Toledo with the Tigers alternate site. So obviously uh, some days were tougher than others, but, uh, you know, we had a great group of guys out there. It was was me and a bunch of first-rounders, it seemed like, you know, like Torkelson, Riley Green, all those guys. But, uh, you know, we had a great time. We were facing a really good staff, all those young pitchers who are now in the big leagues, so. You know, even if it was getting one at-bat a day or two at-bats a day, um, you know, we tried to make the most of it. Uh, But it got long at some points. But, you know, like I said, it's been better than, you know, sitting on the couch and taking all that time off. And, you know, that made it that much better when things started back up again, realized what we were missing out on. So, Frank, you are drafted by the Royals in 2013. You, You move your way through their system, and then you land with the A's. Uh, they release you, and then the Cubs, uh, an opportunity arrives in July. You go to Iowa, and you watch what's unfolding in Chicago, and you see Anthony Rizzo traded to the Yankees. Do you, do you start to put two and two together and get four? Do you start to get a little bit excited about the opportunity in front of you, or just take us through what your mindset was like as, as July ended and, and August and your opportunity began? Yeah, it was crazy. Obviously, as a player, um, you don't want to think about that. Um, yeah, I just I came over here with the, all intentions to, you know, just hit and do what I do and see what happens. But uh, once all the trade talks and then guys started leaving, guys started getting traded, I was like, all right, maybe I have a little shot here. And then uh, Rizzo ended up getting traded right before a game in AAA, and I was in the lineup and ended up playing anyway. I was like, all right, no big deal. And then I got taken out in the sixth inning for a double switch, and that's when I realized I was like, all right, this, this uh, might be happening. And, you know, I went up later that night and 
So it was, it was pretty cool. But, yeah, just a crazy situation. You don't see that often with teams, you know, uh, really really getting rid of their main dudes. But, you know, obviously being on the other end of it uh, just gives me an opportunity to play and, you know, show what I can do. So I was all for it. Frank Schwindel of the Cubs uh, joining us on Inside the Clubhouse. He's David. We're here with you 52 weeks out of the year talking baseball on the score from 9 to 11. And, Frank, uh, the joy of watching you and your wife and your family in Miami last week as we uh, we got to see you uh, uh, enjoy your time there. Um, t- tell us about what this means for you and your family uh, and and, uh, and the, the opportunity you have for them and the opportunity you have to, uh, you know, to be frank about it, make, make some better money and uh, enjoy some things that you couldn't enjoy before. Yeah, obviously the the money helps. It's it's nice, but uh, just just accomplishing a goal uh, it makes it that much sweeter. You know, obviously they supported me for years, uh, both uh, you know, on and off the field. So just being able to enjoy it with them is just makes it that much sweeter when you finally accomplish. You know, playing in the major leagues and having some success, and them being able to enjoy it with me. I mean, you can't really draw it up any better than that. And uh, you know, they've been. They've been with me through the start, you know, the long bus rides and uh, flying out to the middle of the country at all hours, canceling flights if you get called up or sent down. So, uh, yeah, they've been through it all. So that's why every time every time they get out to a game or a series, it's uh, extra special, especially playing well. Uh, like I said, it makes it that much better. So, Frank, you've become a regular because of the way that you have hit. And obviously – the success speaks for itself when you look at the numbers. You went 0 for 4 yesterday, and your average dipped to 313. My goodness sakes, you entered, I think, hitting 365. What has gone right? What has been your approach like when you step to the plate, and why do you think you've had the early success you have? Uh, when, I, when I'm playing well, I'm swinging at good pitches, and uh, I'm not missing the mistakes. So I was doing a bunch of that the last couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, you know, 0 for 4 is going to happen. It's going to happen again, but uh, – you know, hopefully start another streak up today or something. But, you know, when I try and stay within myself, not try and do too much, uh, swing a strike, it's, uh, it's usually a recipe for success for me because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that puts the ball in play. I'll hit the ball hard. But obviously swinging that strike and, and getting the pitch I'm looking for helps helps with that. So like, like many reporters, I'm there every day when you guys are at home. And we don't have the luxury any longer of going into the clubhouse and sitting down and talking to you and getting to know you uh, one-on-one. These are some of the uh, luxuries we have here at The Score, getting you on the the radio, thanks to the Cubs media relations staff. But um, tell us what that clubhouse is like right now and what the message is to each other. Uh, A a bunch of guys like yourself getting opportunities uh, to play a lot longer uh, during a season than they normally have at the major league level. No, it's, uh, you know, I feel like we're all pulling the same rope here. We're, uh, you know, trying to find that new dynamic, but we're, we're showing up, we're putting our work in, we're, we're playing hard. You know, even some of the games we've been losing, uh, you know, we'll have that late rally where, you know, we're stringing a bunch of hits together and just fall short or something like that. But, you know, the, the vibes are good in the clubhouse and, uh, you know, it's a great group of guys. Obviously, some more experienced than others, but you know, like I said, it's a it's a good situation to be in for a lot of in a lot of different ways. But we're just we're just going to keep grinding it out and you know see what happens. Did you think that a kid growing up in Livingston, New Jersey, that close to New York City, would find himself one day looking around at Wrigley Field and wondering what thirty one thousand people are doing cheering for him in a Cub uniform? Is that uh, <laughs> did you grow up a Cub a Cub hater? Did you grow up a Mets fan? What what was it like growing up in Livingston? It's funny. I grew up a Yankee fan, but um, my cousin he's been a diehard Cubs fan uh, his whole life, so I think he's enjoying this more than anybody. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we don't know we we don't know how it started or when it started, but I think uh, yeah he's been a Cub fan for over thirty years now, and uh, so he, he's he's loving this. But yeah, it's uh, tough to imagine, especially that first series with the White Sox. It's forty thousand every night, and uh, just looking around, it was it was pretty surreal. It was an awesome feeling. Frank, uh, you know, you speak of uh, you know this opportunity and making the most of it, but. Uh, Looking around at Cub fans, even when things aren't going right, 
and uh, Wrigley Field being your home, and now they have a new Hall of Fame in the left field concourse. Uh, do you get that sense of history? Uh, do you feel it uh, on a daily basis when you walk into that ballpark, when you, even when you approach it before, before you walk in and you go into the clubhouse? I think early on. I think um, walking to the field the first day and seeing the big Wrigley sign that you see on TV, you know, see everybody taking pictures in front of it, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Because I've obviously never been here in person. And then uh, I think the second thing that did it was the Ivy. Because you see that on TV, and it's obviously one of a kind. But, uh, yeah, you see that, and then it's like, all right, this is real. And, you know, there's been a ton of history with the Cubs organization. They've come a long way, especially winning that World Series a couple years back. And things come in full circle. But, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an awesome place to be. And, it was really cool seeing it for the first time and obviously playing here every day. So, Frank, I've kidded that the Cubs lineup lately, you could they should sponsor it by, with Google because everyone has to kind of look up some of the names and where you guys came from. And, and that's, that's just a product of getting rid of some guys and, and trading some guys like Rizzo and Baez and Bryant have been such a big part of this franchise. And that's not through no fault of your own. You guys are – some of you are taking advantage of this opportunity. And I just wondered how much of that – is shared amongst yourselves in the clubhouse. The fact that you guys don't have big reputations, maybe in Chicago, but you are do- doing what you can to establish them and be part of something moving forward as the Cubs begin this rebuild. Yeah, no, it's been cool. It's uh, yeah, it's funny you say that. I've uh, my buddy sent me a lot of funny stuff on Twitter, like Schwindel, who all that stuff, and they make fun of me and stuff like that. <laughs> but that's all part of it. But. Uh, yeah, no, there's no telling what what team this or what direction the team is going to go in the in the off season or going into the next season. But right now we're enjoying it. We're we're going to play as hard as we can and you know make them make the most of it and you know try and make a name for ourselves and stick around here. And whether it's not here, there's there's other teams out there watching. So you know, obviously there's something to play for no matter what the wins and losses say. But yeah, we're going to go out here and grind it out and and have some fun while we're doing it. In closing with you and David and I, really appreciate you taking some time out today and uh, are really enjoying watching you have your success. Uh, what is the David Ross uh, time with him? What has that been like for you as far as uh, understanding what motivates him, understanding how he motivates players and runs the game? I'm still learning everybody, but from what I've seen so far and the, the conversation that I've had with him, he's, he's been awesome. Uh, you know, he, he played with these guys, and it must have been tough losing them. But, you know, he's he's got the high energy. Um, you know, he wants he wants us to succeed, and he, he wants us to, you know, get back to those winning ways. So he, he's never down, and he, he tries to get the guys fired up. And, you know, he's, he's proud of us when we're grinding at bats and stuff like that. So, no, it's been, it's been a lot of fun, and I think he's been great so far. Frank, thank you so much for getting up and joining us this morning. Good luck today against your former team, the Royals, and best of luck to you as a Chicago Cub moving forward. I appreciate it. Thank you. Frank Schwindel, Cubs first baseman, Bruce. Fine young man, good guy, Uh, good sense of humor, and let's face it, he has had a good month, good individual success, and even though the team has had a crummy August, Frank Schwindel, four home runs, 15 runs batted in, that's production at a position where the Cubs are used to getting it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you're, you're replacing an icon, uh, just, just think about the magnitude of replacing one of the most popular players in Chicago Cub history at a position that was manned by that guy uh, pretty much for well over, you know, a decade. And the, the fact that uh, he walks in and, and starts to rake right away and just does his own thing, I think it's, it's a it's a very pleasing uh, uh, story, and uh, I I like those baseball stories where guys come out from out of nowhere and make contributions right away. I think that's the the essence of what the romantic side of baseball is all about. Let me ask you a, a question, Bruce, before we break quickly. Do you think the Cubs are going into 2022 thinking that their starting infield is Schwindel, Madrigal, Horner, and Wisdom? Uh, you let you let uh, Trevor's story out of that. You left him out. <laughs> See, good uh, answer. Good answer. So, so, so if you add Trevor's story into that, uh, I, I think that uh, 
I could see that infield along with a uh, a big free agent pitcher, a big free agent um, outfielder. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that team on the field. Is, isn't that what you asked me? Well, yeah. Does Castellanos bat before or after story? <laughs> that's, that's great because uh, Castellanos is certainly uh, a favorite here. I think a favorite among the uh, front office and ownership as well for the time and energy that he uh, displayed here, uh, which was phenomenal. And he does have an opt-out in his contract this season. And he would represent progress and a commitment to winning and spending and the kinds of things that, the, frankly, the Ricketts family has got to, to come through with now that uh, things have gotten to the point where they have and bottomed out. So that is plenty of conversation for the offseason. It was fun to talk to Frank Schwindel, Bruce, but we're going to switch gears. We're going to go back to the White Sox. I think it's worth having a conversation about the team in town who's down in Tampa. Looks like an ALCS preview, perhaps, and we will talk about the White Sox next here inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. You are listening to 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. For over 40 years, Climate Guard has manufactured over a million windows that stand up to Chicago's toughest weather. Through August, buy one, get one 50% off for installed windows. Financing available. Visit ShopStudio41.com to schedule an appointment today. JeffVook.com is on your side. That 2021 jingle lets you know that Jeff Vukovic Nationwide Insurance is the man for your insurance assurance. Jeff Vukovic Nationwide Insurance has been the top insurance man in Park Ridge for 43 years. For insurance assurance, JeffVook.com is on your side. If you've been thinking, it's probably time to change my oil, you're probably right. So head to Advance Auto Parts and grab an oil change bundle. Five quarts of Mobile One, Valvoline, Castrol, or Pennzoil Full Synthetic Oil and a qualifying premium oil filter for just $37.99. And right now, when you choose a Castrol Edge Bundle, you also get Grime Boss Wipes free. Advance your auto at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. See store for details. The John Deere 1025R is known for its versatility around the home or the farm. That's why we built tractor packages to handle any job, no matter the elements. Our Homestead and Four Seasons packages deliver that versatility for one low monthly payment starting as low as $265 per month. For more details, visit us in-store or online at prairiestatetractor.com. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Offer ends October 29th, 2021. Hey, it's Dan Bernstein. If you're in the market for windows, then you need to call Russ Armstrong, the owner of Chicago Window Guys. They make and install all their own products and offer a lifetime warranty on all parts and labor. I recently had some windows done, and I am thrilled with them. Call the Chicago Window Guys today at 847-881-3060. And for the callers who mention my name, you get 10% off. Check out his reviews at chicagowindowguy.com. Don't overpay. Call us today, ChicagoWindowGuys.com. Hi, I'm Ryan Kelly with TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Last year, our average client saved almost $350 a month with an easy rate reduction refinance. What would you do with an extra three dollars to $400 a month? When mortgage interest rates are in the twos, you have options. Let's see how much money we can save you. The five-minute loan approval only available at TheHomeLoanExpert.com. The Home Loan Expert LLC, NMLS number 1326241. When the craving hits, Wingstop delivers. Because nothing's better than our wings in 11 mouth-watering, soul-satisfying flavors. Go boneless, go classic, go lemon pepper or spicy Korean Q. Whatever you choose, you'll be satisfied. Go to Wingstop.com now and get it delivered right to your door. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Respected, successful, rewarding, full of opportunity. Real words from real employees about how they feel working for ABC Plumbing, Sewer, Heating, Cooling, and Electric. So, if those sound like things you are looking for in your career, don't wait any longer. Apply to join our team today. We're currently looking for experienced residential service technicians for our plumbing, sewer, HVAC, and electric divisions. Of course, we have great wages, full benefits, plus a 401k program, year-round work, and more. 
you'll quickly see what working for one of the fastest growing and most trusted brands in the Chicagoland area can do for you. And because we're committed to delivering five-star customer service, you'll receive ongoing industry-leading training. Visit 4abc.com. That's the number 4abc.com. Or call 888-242-0633 to take your career to the next level and consider it done. It's summer. Time to trade hibernation for liberation. Couch time for tan lines. The sunshine and good times are waiting. So it's time to go the distance in a car you can depend on. Kia, ranked number one mass market brand in vehicle dependability by J.D. Power and backed by our 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Summer is calling. How will you answer? Kia, movement that inspires. Get 1,500 customer cash on the purchase of a new 2022 Sportage. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. 1,500 customer cash for the purchase of a new 2022 Sportage cannot be combined with lease or any finance offers from Kia Motors Finance. Subject to vehicle availability and dealer participation must take delivery by 9721. Kia received the fewest reported problems among mass market brands in the J.D. Power 2021 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2018 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2021 details. 10-year warranty, 100,000-mile warranty program refers to a limited powertrain warranty. See retailer for warranty details. Hey, it's Dustin. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need fast and start the job your way with their free next-day delivery. You don't even have to leave the house. And with free same-day store pickup, you can get in and out. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to AtBat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 